On this week's podcast, we have sports writer and NFL news editor, Michael McClymont. He's here to provide the most up-to-date news regarding the MLB, NHL, the NBA, and NFL. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. My name is Andrew Robertson, and this is Mixed Movements All Talk. So as we know, we got Mike McClyman here. Three weeks. Three weeks of the last time we chatted. Major League Baseball, right? Three major teams kind of came out and said, listen, we're going to have to cancel our training. Philadelphia Phillies, five players, three staff have tested positive for COVID-19 uh, in their training facility in Clearwater, Florida. Man, Florida is a hot spot right now. So, I mean, that almost was not even surprising to hear that. What do, you, what do we take from that? Well, just the fact that it's affecting so many teams and they were trying to get as close as possible to a restart here or, or to start up their season. It's, it's obviously not good news here. And uh, the fact that MLB locates their spring training facilities in Florida and Arizona. And as you said, those are two of the, the hardest hit areas right now. They're, they're, they're hotspots right now. So yeah, it doesn't bode well for when we eventually get starting to, to play here. Um, I mean, obviously, the league and its players haven't even come to terms as far as a, a contract and 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 uh, how they're going to go about the season, how many games they're going to play, and all that. But to have cases pop up just weeks after they open their training facilities is is not good. Obviously, today alone, Florida recorded thirty eight hundred new cases of the coronavirus. That's right, alarming numbers. And then I see that MLB is considering shutting down all their spring training sites, at least for the time being. So I was thinking when we spoke before, I was thinking it was likely that MLB would be the first pro sport to start back up or start up um, and get to their regular season. Um, And and MLB has just taken multiple steps uh, backwards as far as that's concerned over the last few weeks. So yeah, it's been it's been a bad month or so for MLB fans. They could have been the first team out before anybody else, and then they don't. So they had the opportunity for everybody to watch them. They obviously don't make that happen because of all these other things. And now three of their teams potentially have to close down their facilities, and the MLB, as you said, is considering shutting all 30, com- 30 complexes for a deep clean to start over again and try and create some sort of uh, bubble or starting point. Yeah, MLB had its issues, obviously, before all this, before we even knew what the coronavirus was, before COVID. And they're trying to, you know, come come to some uh, new ideas as far as how to at least try to, to build a stronger fan base and, and trying to connect with the youth. And those those issues remain, right? And then you come to the 2020 season and they're trying to get started here. And as you said, could have been one of the first sports back out there, but... Yeah, it, it's been nothing but bad news for MLB. But there's definitely other things in the news that have kind of going on with the MLB. And one is the owners want to try and put commercial ads on this, the uh, jerseys for this season. I know yourself, you had a tweet on that and you said, fold MLB. Yeah. Your opinion is anti-commercial ads <laughs> on jerseys. Why is that? Old school in that I regard, you know, jerseys uh, to be, you know, should, should be untouched. <laughs> Um, I was against the NBA when they put the ads on it and obviously, you know, it's, it's just a patch. And I think that's one thing that should be untouched as far as sports is concerned, you know, um, you know, for the most part, we're rooting for 
that piece of cloth. We're rooting for those colors. It's not necessarily we're rooting for the city that we live in or our hometown or rooting for favorite players because those change all the time. Teams move all the time. Players move all the, all the time. Uh, we, when you grow up, you learn that owners, owners aren't necessarily out there for the, the right reasons, you know, when they own totally. these teams. For the most part, you end up just cheering for those colors and, and that piece of fabric. So, yeah, when you, when you put ads on jerseys, I, I just feel like, you know, you, you're just doing a, a disservice to the sport and, to, and it, it, you know, it kind of, it disgusts me um, personally. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always against ads on jerseys. But, yeah, that was just part of the, uh, the negotiations between the league and, uh, and the, the players to try and get back out there because, uh, obviously, they're not coming to terms as far as how many games they're going to play when they get started and how much money they're going to make uh, on both sides, like how they're going to split the revenue. They, they still haven't come to terms as how they're going to do that. So that's just one of the options for the owners. If they're going to concede on, on uh, payment and on, on the number of games, that's one way they can make revenue this season when there's no fans in the stands and they're not get, making money off of the gate is to allow companies to put some ads on their jerseys and, you know, it sounds sensible and all that, but again, if uh, if you're a deep-rooted sports fan, um, you know, so I, I'm with you if, if you feel like this is kind of an abomination. That was my personal opinion, but uh, totally. players, they're more complaining because in March, they had come to terms with the league as far as how the restart or the season would start, how that would go, how, you know, how the money would be split up and how many games would be played. And uh, and now that we're getting closer and closer to July, it seems those terms have changed, and the owners want to come back with you know a different offer, and it um, and it may not um, it may not um, respect the terms of the deal that they agreed to back in March. So yeah, they they have their reasons to be upset. The owners have their reasons to be upset because you know they're not making as much money in 2020 thanks to the coronavirus, and uh, and they're looking at ways in which they can save, but. Yeah, it, if you if you're taking a um, micro look at it, yeah, we're talking about bil- billionaires versus millionaires. But uh, and this is all for the sake of entertainment. How are we going to entertain people during this uh, pandemic? So, going into the NHL, Canada decided to make a little bit of an announcement. The public health authorities for BC, Ontario, and Alberta acknowledged that they would be okay with having the cities of Vancouver, Edmonton, and Toronto be hub cities. And the federal government supported that. And obviously the federal government also went on to say that there'd be some exemptions to the whole 14 day waiting period in that scenario. Do you see a possibility where maybe they say two Canadian cities and they don't go to the States at all? I mean, if it, if it keeps, if the numbers keep going as they are right now in the States, that's, that could be a possibility. I mean, that would hurt not only the league and, but it's broadcasters, those who are going to put on these games, if all the games are going to be held in Canada, because you know, the, the NHL, they already know what they get as far as numbers and viewership from Canada. And, and it's, you know, it's a number that doesn't waver. Um, and it's a, it's a number that they can count on from the Canadian fans. Obviously, we're, we're rowdy uh, hockey fans up here. But in the States is where they try to continue to grow their sport. And so if you're going to have two hub cities that are going to host this whole season, which is going to be the rest of uh, the regular season, and then the playoffs and then possibly the State Cup finals as well. Yeah, that could hurt uh, the NHL in the States because, as we were saying, any t- any league that goes back up during this uh, pandemic is, is going to be 
especially the, the first thing that comes back up. Um, it's going to be looking to, you know, grab new viewership, people who are at home who are just dying for, for some source of entertainment, some source of, you know, new entertainment and, and sports, uh, sports league. So, yeah, it, it could hurt in the States. Uh, we'll see. But I, I wouldn't really put any money on uh, both hub cities being in Canada. It's just uh, seeing as, you know, it's, it's not even a third of the teams in the league are Canadian. It only makes sense for at least one of the hub yeah. cities to be in the States somewhere. I think the only team right now that's really come out to say they had to cancel stuff is Tampa Bay Lightning. NHL got hit hard today. So yeah, the Lightning came out, a, a bunch of their players tested positive for COVID. So they're gonna, and they just opened their facilities recently. So they're just gonna, you know, put a halt on that for the time being. And one of the biggest names in the sport, Austin Matthews reportedly contracted COVID as well, and obviously a Maple Leaf superstar. So, yeah, if, if anything, NHL seemed to be moving pretty pretty steadily to getting back up. And then, you know, this day, this Friday, just kind of throws a, a wrench into their plans. Man, Austin Matthews being sick. Was he sick in Arizona or is he sick up here? Uh, he was in Arizona, yeah. I'm seeing in college football, you know, we're seeing tens of players catch COVID-19. And um, and their f- facilities just opened up like two weeks ago. So like there was about 13 cases for Texas football today. They're they're saying uh, 28 cases at Clemson and 23 of them were probably from the, the football team alone. So yeah, it, a lot of these discussions need to be had as far as like is it even worth it? You know, um, because like college football, they're opening up their facilities hoping to have mm-hmm. like a six week preseason before they get started back up, you know, early September kind of thing. Should we be doing this in June or should we be, you know, um, keeping it close to the vest and then opening it up as close to the actual start of these seasons as we can? You know, it's, it's wild right now, man, this, this trying to put together uh, a sports league in a pandemic and all these individual sports are seeing that. I guess it's so weird because you think about, the scenarios that every league's playing out. The NBA, to me, has the best system in place. COVID is obviously a situation that they're worried about, but they've got other things that they have on the table that they're maybe stopping them from wanting to move forward. Yeah, NBA just this past week laid out their whole Disney plan, how they're going to go about housing these players and how the restart would go. And again, you would think when you get to that point, that means, all right, here we go, we're getting close. But uh yeah, they they face their troubles as well, as you said. You know, this this is all taking place not only during a, the coronavirus pandemic, but this is t- taking place when, you know, we're finally having necessary conversations about, you know, racial justice and, and police brutality, especially in the United States. So a lot of the players who, you know, that league is obviously heavily black. A lot of the players are saying, you know what, maybe this would not be the best time to delay or you know sidetrack from these conversations to go back into um go back into the regular season and then provide a distraction for everyone and when everyone's now getting a chance to see and speak about you know something that is is normally just the elephant in the room so yeah and and it's a it's a necessary conversation if Mm -hmm. if, especially if uh, most of these players feel strongly about it the fact that you know we're finally talking about racism in America. We're making strides, we're making headway. We're only doing that 
really because everything else is on pause. And so we have the chance mm-hmm. to focus on that. And so, you know, if you bring all of a sudden MBAs back, most people, a, a strong majority of the people, do they go back to being distracted from, from that and just going back to their regular lives, you know? Though some people have said, you know, if these players came back, they're going to, they could donate all the money they'd make to any cause they wish. Do these players get paid if they don't play? It depends. Uh, the commissioner has come out and said, like, if there are players that don't feel comfortable enough with the bubble scenario and they're like, you know, I, I don't want to put my health at risk, you know, they're not forced to to go down there and participate. They could sit out. Now, whether or not that means they're still getting the rest of their paychecks for the rest of the season, that remains to be seen. I, I believe, um, I believe, you know, players will still be paid in that instance. I think that's the last thing that I saw. But, um, yeah, that remains to be seen. Uh, we, we need to see, you know, some, some finalized details here before we know that for sure. It's a small number of players right now that are the vocal group um, talking about whether or not we should even restart this NBA season and we should go about and take away from the conversations that are being had right now. So, um, yeah, it, it's obviously more likely that we're going to get the NBA season back on, um, especially when the commissioner comes out and, you know, releases the plan moving forward. It's just, yeah, conversation needs to be had not only for that league, but for the general public about what's going on right now. So when we talked three weeks ago, we had talked about how some of these teams would want to start in December, NBA specifically. Busiest games is on Christmas Day, right? Yeah. But if the NBA doesn't start on July 30th and they start, you know, August and September, well, they're not starting the next season in December because those players are going to say, well, we need a rest time between what we just played and what we're doing yeah. now, right? Yeah, even those discussions have been had as far as, like, how how late can you go in this season to finish this season and then still be comfortable with having, you know, a, a grace period and then get into the second season? Because, like, if you think about it, um, the NBA startup plan, it's not even including all the teams. It's including the teams mm-hmm. that are to make the playoffs or have a chance of making the playoffs so like there's like six seven teams that um won't be part of the startup plan they've been sitting since march say this uh the startup you know goes till october and then you start the next season in december that means they've been sitting from march until then and you know so there is a lot to consider and <laughs> it's all crazy so you have potentially some new young players who would typically be growing or players who would be hitting their stride and now they're not for such a period of time, how does that affect them in this league potentially? Oh yeah. Yeah. It could, it could have um, an impact that is long lasting. You know, we're talking about um, some really young guys are playing on, on some young teams that have bright futures. Um, I don't know if you look at the Kings, even and the Warriors are starting to put together, you know, some young players that could help with their core. You know, if those guys are inactive from March until almost the winter time, yeah, you're, you're taking you're taking a couple steps back in their development. I love watching you on Twitter because I love seeing your comments specifically on anything that goes on. And one of the things I thought was kind of neat, this happened a little bit ago, but we haven't chatted for a few weeks. So on June 10th, you did the googly eyes, looking to your left, and you said, who's running the Jays account? And obviously this is because the Jays have uh, Austin Martin. Was it a shock? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a super shock because uh, there was a point where he was considered the best prospect in the draft, and he was you know he was uh, projected to go as high as one or two, 
and then it dropped to BU. You know, his his range is probably two or three, and then the the Jays got him, and they were picking at I believe it was five. So, yeah, it's it's great when you see you know a strong talent like that fall to to the team, and then that that tweet in particular, it wasn't in criticism of of the player or anything. It was uh, they made a, a a sly play on words on on a popular rap song um, and using Austin Martin. I was like, whoa, who's who's running this account? Is it someone, you know, someone who's kind of, you know, down with the culture here or, or not? Because you don't normally see that from the Blue Jays account. So, I Like I said, I love looking through it. Uh, NFL, you know, other than me watching Tom Brady show off his brand new Bucks gear, which has been uh, very, it's weird because I see him in it. But it seems so digital that I, it's not as if I feel like he's actually in it. I think they just like took his head and put it on something. No, man. They had a photo shoot with him and Gronk. And they're, it's official, man. They're bucks. I know it's hard to leave. But they're bucks. <laughs> no, no, I know they're bucks. I'm just saying that when I looked at the photo, it didn't look real. It doesn't even seem real, but here we are. <laughs> no, I get he's on the – I'm with you. Everyone, I understand that Tom Brady's a buck. But what I'm trying to say is that photo – it doesn't feel like he's in it. It looks like they, honestly, you know, when you say, people say, oh, you know, that person on the cover, she's this, but then they show that it was digitally rendered and this is what the person looks yeah, like. Yeah, they're going to touch it. Yeah. Touch him. He's 41 years old. They're going to try to make him look. They touched up, they touched up his face a lot. Like that was a man who was touched up more than I had ever seen it done in, a, in, a, in an article. <laughs> it was it was very much, I was like, okay, no problem. Like, that's They're cool. trying to but do anyway. the justice. They don't want to ruffle any feathers. He hasn't even played a game for them yet. Yeah, I got to make them look good. Even just seeing that, people go, ah, let's just get this NFL season happening. Forget everything else. Let's just see Tom Brady play. Let's see him play for the Bucks, and let's forget this other stuff. After today, I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? NBA, take a chill. NHL, hold up for a bit. MLB, let's wait a little bit. But how about we all wait until the end of July? NFL training camps get started. That's right. Totally. September, we're back in full force. Let's make sure we have an NFL season, man. Please, let's do that. Has the schedule been released? And if so, does Tampa Bay play uh, in Detroit or Buffalo? (laughs) They don't play in Detroit or Buffalo this year. And even if they did, they would be tough tickets to get, man. Like, normally, Tampa Bay, yeah, there won't be any sellouts. You could get tickets pretty easily. But, uh, yeah, this season, those are uh, hot commodities. And they're playing some of the best teams in the league. Like, on their schedule, we're talking the Chiefs. We're talking the Rams. Play the Saints twice. It's like a a spotlight schedule. Like, they're going to be on some marquee games, Monday night, Sunday night. So, yeah, even if if they did play, you know, in some of these – smaller markets it would be a tough ticket to get talking about brady and gronk dude i'm just waiting for them to go on a win streak i want that first game win and everyone be like all right he's back because you all know if tom brady doesn't win that first game people like he's too old he's out of it he can't do it anymore but he wins that first game then everyone's gonna all right right." he wins that second game you know he just needs two games and then everyone will you know be quiet. They have no margin for error. Like when he, even when he was with the Patriots those last few years, if they lose a game, a couple games, everyone wants to rush to be like, okay, the dynasty's over. So yeah, it's he's used to that though. He's used to playing with no margin for error, really. So yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure he'll he'd be ready for that kind of talk. I just I just I just want the guy to I just want Tampa Bay to kick some serious butt. I want I want them all to just rock it out. I want them to get out of the gate. I want them to do so well. I just 
whatever you love Tom Brady or not, I just think the fact that he left and went to a new team, the fact that he's on Tampa Bay, the fact that I've been to the stadium in Tampa Bay with you and we've watched the game, let's make this happen. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow Michael McClement at thescore.com or on Twitter at MikeMCRider. Remember to head over to MixMoomis.com for all of our upcoming events, camps, and program information. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Jiffy, and Instagram, and you can watch our videos on YouTube. My name is Andrew Robertson, and this is Mixed Movements All Talk.